I was out at the mall yesterday with my husband and we walked into Victoria's Secret. Now, I love Victoria's Secret. Absolutely love Victoria's Secret. I love how feminine their marketing is. I love their clothes. Now they're be, you know, bringing in more silks and satins and floral prints and lace and all of that is my jam. But while I was in there, I remarked to my husband about how I'm noticing more and more body positive models, which I thought was awesome. And he said, well, what is this body positive thing? What does that mean? I said, well, there more and more marketing companies are showing images and pictures and, and are using models that look like real women, like normal women. Not to say that models in the traditional sense of what we think of as a model, like a Joan Smalls or um, Jasmine Tuggs, aren't real women. Of course, they're real women. I was a model for uh, a long time and, you know, I'm very slim and um, very tall and I'm obviously a real woman. But when they take these real women before, you know, the recent push towards more body positive images and models, they would one use women that were more the exception than the rule, right? And you guys, you know, women know this, right? You you see a woman that's kind of an anomaly. Like I'm six one and like 140 pounds. Um, my chest is a 32. My waist is a 24. My hips is a 32. I'm an anomaly. Okay. Um, I am not the average built female. And so it was these sort of anomalous type of bodies that were being pushed and used to market to women. And what it did was it would trigger insecurities in women because when you see these images everywhere, the, the first thing you do is to compare yourself to these images and if you don't match what we have been conditioned to think of as what the standard of beauty is, then you start to sort of feel insecure and inadequate. And then they use those feelings, marketing companies and ad agencies use that feeling of you know inadequacy and insecurity that they just triggered with their retouched ads, right? Because even when they're starting, they start with women who are sort of genetically anomalous and then they follow up with using photoshop to edit their images to make them look even less realistic right they take women who are already skinny and you know make their waist even smaller which when you voice it when you think about it out loud it's a bit ridiculous like the fact that that even is a thing is ridiculous because like who are you trying to market this to Right, it's not about you're trying to get people to relate to the images, you're trying to trigger insecurities and comparisons, right? Otherwise you wouldn't set up these impossible to meet beauty standards that were meant to trigger insecurities in women and make them feel like in order to feel better about themselves, they need to buy their product and somehow you, them buying their product will somehow make them look like these over-processed, you know, genetic, anomalies, right? So it's a psychological trick. I said to my husband, I said, you know, even me, like I'm, I'm already skinny. I already said, you know, my, I, I used to be a model. I'm very tall. I'm also very slim. Um, I am not 
an average woman. But even when I would go to Victoria's Secret and you see these women who have not have children, who have not had children, um, and if they have had children, they are, you know, using personal trainers. They are in very strict diets because that's their full-time job, right? They have to maintain a particular body in order to continue to perpetuate the, you know, the images that they use to push their, you know, products. So they are, you know, these models are, you know, that's their job. So they have to kind of, a lot of models don't eat a lot. Um, and if they do, they eat really small portions. And, you know, there is a lot of, there are a lot of issues with eating disorders and things of that nature in the modeling agency, particularly, you know, with um, commercial lingerie models. So that's just goes without saying. So you have these women who, and you know this in the back of your mind. I know this in the back of my mind. Like this was my job. Like I'm looking at these images. Not only was I a model, I also am a photographer whenever I feel like shooting, right? So I I utilize Photoshop. I am a body positive photographer. So even with my, you know, curvier plus size um, clients, I will still utilize Photoshop because to me, I look at it as I, I look at Photoshop as a type of art. And if it's an image that I'm presenting to a client, a lot of the times they sort of want an idealized version of themselves the way you know, in the past when uh, a king would commission an artist to paint them, it kind of went without saying that you're supposed to paint an idealized version of the individual, right, of the king, of the royalty who was being um, painted. So that's how I view Photoshop. I'm not trying to sell anything. It's obviously a client, you know, wants a particular look. They're, you know, getting a shoot done for their spouses or just for their own sense of self. So it's different, right? Than comparing like a photo shoot that you're paying for to a photo shoot that clearly is meant to trigger insecurities in people. And so even I, as a photographer, as a model, as an artist, as all of these things with the understanding that, you know, it's all illusions. When I go into the Victoria's Secret store and I'm standing at in the line and all of a sudden I look up and there's you know a girl in front of me that's just as skinny as I am but she's got like a six-pack or a perfectly flat stomach or all of these other things the logic and the understanding of okay these women don't really look like this and even the ones that happen to look like this a lot of the times are surgically altered or are you know on extremely severe diets it's not realistic to look like this. I have this in, a, in the back of my mind and I still, I still feel some type of way about myself, you know, when I look at those images. And what I said to my husband was like, with me knowing all these things and having all the background and understanding and, and knowing what, you know, what's really going on, I'm not, you know, the average consumer and I still feel some type of way when I go into, you know, the mall and I see these images, I can't even begin to, I can only imagine what like an average woman feels like when she looks up, you know, and doesn't have the understanding that I do of what's going on. Because even with me, with the understanding that I have, I still feel some type of way. I can feel it and kind of go, okay, well, they don't look like this. And even if they look like that, it doesn't matter because like, I'm not 
a model anymore. I'm not a full-time model anymore. And I'm going to eat what I want. I'm a mom. I'm going to enjoy myself. Like, it's not worth it. I just want to buy this stuff, you know. So I can bring my consciousness to it and kind of, kind of, you know, keep it moving. But a lot of women, when they see these images, um, get stuck where I am able to push past with my experiences. They get stuck and then they start to internalize these feelings and then it starts to affect them. So what I said to my husband was, it's good that I'm starting to see them use more and more normal sized women. And I'm, and there could be a push for even more of that, right? Because it benefits everybody, right? It, it, it benefits, you know, you know, curvier women to look at that and feel like, okay, one, like this is speaking to me. I can wear these clothes. I'm not being excluded. I don't have to starve myself, right? And I don't have to feel bad about the body that I have. But it also benefits like slim women who, you know, might be on the cusp of anorexia or bulimia or anything like that. When they look up and they see more average looking women, you know, with curvy bodies, they look at that and think, hey, you know what, that healthy body image is also an image that I can aspire to if they are motivated by, you know, consciously or not by images that they see in marketing and programming. Like, for me, I love, um, there's a model, her name is uh, Stefania, Stefania Ferraro, and her body is absolutely just beautiful to me just perfect like she's just very curvy and very feminine and her hips are great she's just full figured and and I follow her because like I just like I look at that and I think yeah like she's got she's got it going on just as I'm, I'm sure she works out I'm sure she eats well but she's got it going on and she has more of a like a woman's body not saying that there's anything wrong with my body I love my body the way it is but, you know, if I eat a couple of bags of chips, which I've been struggling with uh, during the quarantine, I love chips and so does my body. And what my body does is it, you know, makes me crave the chips. And when I succumb, it then turns the said chips into um, some nice uh, belly fat. <laughs> but, you know, before the sort of body positive movement, you know, became like kind of more mainstream, I would kind of look in the mirror and like go, okay, I don't have like my, you know, my abs aren't defined. And then I would be like, okay, I got to go like work out or I got to go like, yeah, I got to go on a diet or whatever. We've all been there. But as more and more of those sort of images get kind of pushed to the forefront and more and more normal, healthy formed, healthy shaped women are shown, it kind of allows the rest of us, no matter what your body type is, to kind of like say, you know what, I'm okay. Uh, I'm fine just the way I am. Like, I don't have to look a particular way. I don't have to aspire towards a particular body image that is in no way, shape, or form even, like, close to being, like, sustainable, right? So, anyway, I, I took all the time to explain that to him and to my husband. And he was just like, no, I don't understand why women are like that. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't understand why? I, I just spent 15 minutes explaining to you why women are like this, like, and like, what, what does like that even mean, you know, and to avoid getting into an argument, because I caught myself getting kind of like agitated, I decided to come up with an analogy. So 
if you're listening to this and you have a male spouse or a male friend and they ever make a comment about, you know, what, you know, what's the big deal and why are women so like obsessed with like their bodies when they're absolutely perfect? Like, I don't understand why women feel like they've got to wear makeup or they've got to like lose weight or always have to go and blah, 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 all the other things that men kind of do to criticize women in order to make it seem like their gender is like better, you know, or somehow superior than ours. Um, than women, you could go ahead and uh, use this analogy or just uh, send them this link. Um, so this is what I said to my husband. I said, all right, cool. Let's, uh, let's imagine that we live in a world where there was no censorship or the censorship that we, that, that we now have is like drastically like depleted in the sense of instead of like, let's say women's nipples being you know, banned or whatever. Um, we live in a world where, you know, you can go on an ad and you can see like a woman's breasts, all of it is exposed, right? And he's like, yeah, 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 cool. And I was like, gotcha. So that's what I used to kind of lure him into the conversation. I said, okay, imagine in the same world that there's no censorship. So in, in this same world, in order to sell ads, right? And we're driving now, we're leaving the mall, we're on the highway, right? So in this world, in this new world that I want you to imagine, in order for companies to sell ads for men's products, they are allowed to use hard, uh, throbbing, oversized, and um, photoshopped dicks. He was like, wait, what? I was like, yeah. See that bus driving over there? Imagine there's a huge cock right on there, right? I said, like, you go to the mall and everywhere you look, it's a it's a dick here it's a dick there it's a dick there and not regular size dicks not even like you know larger than average dicks like but insanely like <laughs> like insanely altered photoshopped enlarged like dicks and for your whole life everywhere you look you're looking at like 12 inch like, let's see how many diameter, what's the diameter I want to do? Like, let's say four inch diameter, <laughs> 12 inch long, four inch diameter dicks everywhere, right? You go to get some boxers or some dude holding a motherfucking like cucumber as <laughs> like not a baby cucumber, like a, you know, one of those like embarrassed, like not like an actual eggplant as the size of his dick. It's everywhere. You can't get away. You pick up a newspaper here's an an enormous dick you 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 go to try to get some coffee you're sitting in the car waiting you know for the light to turn and here comes an ad with a giant eggplant dick and everywhere you look it's just dick sticks dick sticks dick sticks dick sticks sticks right there's nothing wrong with your dick you've got a perfectly sized like perfect like i am grateful for the size of your dick it's more than enough for me but it is what it is you know like I'm, I'm I'm thankful I don't I don't want it any bigger so I'm not saying that I want a bigger dick like I or I should say I'm not saying I want you to have a bigger dick like I can barely handle what you have that said it doesn't matter a a a, a, a dick like that a cock like that that I'm describing where it's like 12 inches and four inches you know wide or whatever like that's not really gonna satiate or please like any woman like that's not even pleasant right it's not functional right it doesn't matter the point isn't to show people 
right? It's the point wasn't or isn't to show consumers what is functional, right? The point is to make consumers feel some type of way about what they're naturally born with by showing, you know, consumers, potential consumers, like impossible to reach standards that aren't even practical, even if by some, for some miracle, you were able to take something to make yourself, make your dick that size, like, what the fuck are you going to do with it? Because you're not coming anywhere near me with that, right? <laughs> right. But imagine from birth, like, as soon as your mom takes you out of the house, and she's not really thinking anything of it, like, that's normative for her. But imagine from birth, right, all you see is just oversized dicks, right? Just gigantic gigantic dick, dicks right? I, can't even, I can't even say it. gigantic dicks there's nothing wrong with your dick doesn't matter though because if from birth from childhood from puberty all you see are these impossible standards you are going to at some point in time start to think wait is there something wrong with me with what I was naturally born with right and then I could say to you no like you're perfectly fine like you look great like I'm happy with what you have but it doesn't matter what I say because one like you just met me like we've been together for six years but he's been alive for much longer and so it doesn't matter what I say when society has low-key and indirectly through these ads through these advertising programs on tv and newspapers and bus ads like when you walk into the store, like all of these images have been quietly saying to you, like, first of all, there are people who look like this, <laughs> which is not a lot. Like that's kind of more, those are like freaks, like I, like models, right? They're not the norm. They're not normative, right? But you're seeing that everywhere. So you start to think, okay, if I'm seeing it everywhere, it's not even that you think it, it's something that your brain is just programmed to biologically like perceive, right? Because you, it, we have a brain that just programmed to believe what it sees. So if everywhere you're looking, you're seeing these sort of things, no matter where you go, there's a part of your brain that accepts all of that as normative. And then you start to question, before you know, you start to question like, wait, what's wrong with me? And then you catch yourself doing things, right? to try to change the size of your dick. That's why women, quote, are like this, because it's the same thing. But instead of dicks, right, it's our bodies, right? It's our lashes, it's our bone structure, it's, you know, like, it's the shape of our lips, the the size of our noses, the shape of our butts like and it's more I mean I'm starting to see it now that they can't necessarily target women as much because women are becoming more and more conscious of what you know these marketing companies and agencies have been doing to our psyche and we're kind of pushing back right and we have social media where if a company you know uses an ad that's just clearly ridiculous you know either you're using a model that's clearly unhealthy um, or it's just super obvious what's 
you know what the intention is people now just call people out call companies out so more and more companies are staying you know staying away from that model and are starting to use more and more like relatable models right for female ads but they're not doing the same for men right so you're seeing on the men's side you're seeing the same thing that happened with women now more and increasingly happening with men right like you're seeing men with like impossible chest sizes and like 12 packs and like just ridiculously like their stomachs are all sucked in and you know their biceps are huge and now you're seeing this like more and more you're starting to see it everywhere and what you're seeing more and more is younger generations of young men are starting to basically sort of feel inadequate and feel some type of way about their bodies, right? So you're seeing that same insecurities now. You're seeing more and more men getting like hair replacement surgery, um, trying to get like body modification. They're going to, you know, they're working out. You're seeing an, an increase in um, eating disorders in men. Like, so it's clearly all of these things that I mentioned wasn't something that was unique to women, right? It was a result of a very targeted campaign, ad campaign that was like targeted as at women, which then caused women to behave the way that, you know, is quote, considered typical of a, of a woman, right? Where, you know, being bought, bought self-conscious and wanting to make changes, wanting to have surgery, wanting to get augmented, wanting to have, you know, breast surgery or breast lift or, you know, all these other things. Well, it's not that we are just insecure, you know, entities. Of course not. We, we are sort of victims of what society has kind of thrust down our throats or programmed us with, right, this expectation um, of projection, oh, I'm sorry, this expectation of perfection, right? Well, now it's kind of shifting to men. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of wanted to share that with you. Um, if you are ever in a conversation for some reason or another where you're you know, you're talking to somebody, a male, and they kind of want to go off on some tangent about how women are so insecure about their bodies and they should just be like comfortable with the way they are, which they should. And I agree. But, you know, usually those kind of statements are kind of said, you know, with a condescending tone, like we're just insecure just to be insecure. Like, no, imagine it was your dick. (laughs) And that is how I followed up to I was like, you know what, let me show you. And so I went on sex.com, basic, and I found like pictures of porn stars with giant dicks. And after a while, he was like, none of the women in these images even look, <laughs> even look like happy or content. I'm like, yeah, of course not. Like nobody wants that. You know, they're porn stars. They're getting paid to obviously take it just more for the shock value. But that's that's not... That's neither sustainable nor pleasurable for a woman, right? But imagine living in a world where those images become sort of normative, 
not even imagine living in a world. Imagine in our world right now. Things change somehow and advertising agencies turn, quote, turn on men and decide that now they want men to start to feel insecure about their masculinity. And so they just, the way they started making it so that the only, the majority of models that you saw were like stick thin, you know, size zero to two type models um, of a particular descent, particular hair length, hair texture, you know, tiny noses, all of that. Like that's more than likely going to become even more prevalent for men. And they're going to kind of want unattainable, hyper-masculine images of men in order to basically do to men what has happened to women. And you're going to start seeing more and more men become more and more body conscious and um, insecure and looking to having more surgeries and things like that. The same thing that happened to us. So it's not that women are just naturally insecure. That's the society that we live in. And like I said, you should, we should start counting on or looking towards seeing a future where that's going to become even more prevalent, um, but for men, towards men.